We're about three years from the peak of the opioid epidemic in the state of Ohio when we saw overdose deaths reach a new, new level. But with a new pandemic, I think a lot of people may have forgotten that that one's still not over and it creates brand new challenges. Um, with us today to discuss it is, is actually Jim Wahlberg, who is the, uh, the fifth oldest Wahlberg. He's a cast member of Wahlburgers and he is the author of The Big Hustle. And uh, Jim, I, I wanna start out by just thanking you for being with us and uh, tell me a little bit about your story. Well, thank you very much for having me and thank you for, for, for covering such a very important topic. And, and you, uh, you guys are ground zero. Ohio's ground zero for the opioid epidemic. And I got news for you. We did start to see a downtick, but it's gonna, we're gonna see a considerable uptick as a result of, of COVID and this isolation and this sort of uh, depressive state that we find ourselves in right now. Uh, but my story is is not unlike many people's stories. Um, picked up drugs and alcohol at a very young age. Um, and things sort of took a turn for the worse for me almost right away. And uh, I spent basically the 80s, if you will, um, in and out of prison, homelessness, um, you know, suffering from addiction and suffering from the consequences of uh, my actions while fully addicted. And um, I got clean and sober in 1988 in state prison, um, got released from prison in, in 1990. And the book that you mentioned, The Big Hustle, covers that, that story and that, and it also covers some pretty significant events that happened along the way for me. Um, God is a big part of, a huge part of, of my recovery and, and uh, in, even pointing me in the direction of recovery. Now, you mentioned how we're gonna see a, a huge uptick specifically due to the pandemic. Um, talk about why that is and how isolation really is one of the biggest obstacles to getting and staying clean. Yeah, well, I mean, so here's the thing. Recovery is community, it's friendship, it's companionship, it's connection, right? It's, it's about being connected to people, right? That are being supportive to you and, and sort of supporting each other in recovery. And addiction is the exact opposite of that. Addiction is isolation and it is, uh, it is sadness and separation and, uh, and depression, right? And so as a result of COVID, if you will, we're being told that we have to isolate and separate and be alone and be away from people. And just the simplest things, you know, like we take for granted on a daily basis, we walk by people and we smile at them. Hello, you know, you just give them a look, right? And that look says so much and it's inviting and it's warm. You can't even do that, right? It took me forever to get a smile to reach my face in my life because my life was so difficult. And then I finally was able to have that sort of smile, if you will, and be more inviting and more open to people. And then I'm told to put a mask on and cover that smile up. And so when, when you're out and you're walking around, people are, the best they can do is this eye contact thing, right? Which is just, it's just not enough, right? I need to have that, that connection of that smile when I'm in the supermarket, when I'm at the gas station, wherever I am. And I also need to share that 
that warm, inviting look, if you will. And, uh, and we're not able to do that. And, and that contributes more to that isolation and that separation. And um, yeah, man, it, it's, I, I'm afraid of where we're going. We're seeing, we're seeing a significant uptick in the numbers of both fatal overdoses and non-fatal overdoses. And, uh, and I suspect that um, the trend is, it's, it's trending in the, in the wrong direction for sure. And certainly that connection, that smile, there's something lost doing that via a video chat. That's not the same as one-on-one -on -one contact in a group, in community. Right. So here's the thing. We got to take what we can get, right? So um, this thing right now, my advice to people that love somebody in recovery or are somebody in recovery is to pick up that phone and call them. And remind them how much you love them and how much you appreciate their recovery. Because recovery is not just about a single person, right? A recovering person touches and connects with hundreds of people, right? And it's as simple as people in recovery generally start to become more service-oriented. We, we want to be of service to others because we benefit from that um, in the way we feel about ourselves. And so... Whether it's just opening a door for somebody, helping somebody change a tire on the side of the road, or helping somebody out of the hell of addiction, um, we we are that 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 ability to do that has been limited to this thing right here, this phone, mm -hmm. this this, and, and if this is the only way we can connect, then we we better connect, you know. And again, if you love somebody who's in recovery, call them and tell them you love them, and that you appreciate them. And if you're in recovery, you know better than anybody else that service in helping others is the absolute number way for us to get out of our own way and to forget about our own difficulties, right? So we need this, this thing, this phone that we all spend so much time on. Right now, we need it more than ever, right? But I, I do, I, I look forward to the time when I can, I can be with people and, you know, and I can be in a meeting or I can be with my friends from church, whatever it is, and have real connection and, and hug. And I, I'm, a, I'm a rule breaker. I'm going to tell you right now. You come near me, you're pretty good chance you're getting hugged because I need it. Yeah. I need it, man. You know, it's for my own survival. I need that. I need that embrace. And um, and, and we all do, man. People uh, people that are addicted, are we're a fragile lot. We really are. Another fear that I have that I'm thinking about as you talk about this need to reach out <clears throat> is, you know, in, in our area, um, so we're talking Mahoning, Trumbull, Columbiana counties in, in Ohio, 2017 was the year that it became real for everybody, where everybody knew somebody who was struggling. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I personally, I, I flipped through my high school yearbook and it's, you know, there's some success stories. There's some people still struggling and there's a lot of dead people to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think that was when we, we, as a news station, we started to take this on as a, as a broader project. We were holding community meetings, getting out and talking to people that you don't run into in the course of, you know, covering city hall meetings, not always for television, not always for the air, but to inform ourselves so that we could better inform people. And I think that by the end of a lot of the really intensive coverage, we saw people who didn't understand addiction or were dismissive of it 
start to recognize it as a problem and start to connect with people a little bit more. So my fear is that faced with a pandemic and the economic challenges that go with that, in addition to what that does for people in recovery, I worry we'll backslide as a society in terms of understanding. Because when you have your own very real issues, you're afraid of getting sick, you're afraid of losing your job, you're afraid. So now you're being asked to to remember these people who might not Mm -hmm. directly affect you or or, or affect you a few steps away if you don't know somebody in recovery. So what's your message to keeping people, keeping people's minds open and aware about what their brothers and sisters are going through? Mm. So this is, this is the human condition, right? And this is, we need to love each other. We need to take care of each other and we need to lift each other up regardless of the circumstances, right? And that's the message. The message is, is that we got to love each other. We all have brokenness we all in this in this time man. I mean we're all struggling right we're all struggling um financially we're all struggling with this human connection we're all struggling to to we it's it will there be a job to go back to are we ever going to be able to take these masks off is this I mean with there's so much uncertainty and there's so much other stuff going on in the world right you can't turn on the news right because it's a constant barrage of bad news, right? And here's the thing, we've had enough bad news. We need to take care of each other as human beings. We need to love each other as human beings. We need to be kind to each other and human beings, regardless of what the anchor or the cross, if you will, on their back is, right? You need to be cared for, you need to be loved, and I do too. Right. And yeah, I worry, too, about the fact that, you know, um, the general public. I remember I, I sat with a guy, this guy was like this marketing guy. Right. And uh, it was during the 2016 election. And he said uh, he said, you people, meaning people that care about addicts and, and people that are activists on the front lines of this thing, you people want the rest of us to look at this like a disease. You want us to be, but he said, the truth of the matter is nobody cares. Right. And I said, what do you mean? Cause I was really offended. What do you mean? Nobody cares. And he pulled out a Gallup poll. He said, here's the latest Gallup poll. He goes, top 10 things. Do you see addiction on there anywhere? Do you see the opioid crisis on here anywhere? And I had to admit that I didn't see it. He said, the problem is, is that People still think it's a choice. People still want to blame the addict. And not only do they want to blame the addict, but they want to blame their family too. He said, you call somebody and tell them that your child has cancer and they'll cut your grass. They'll go to the supermarket for you. They'll embrace you, right? You tell somebody your child is, is a drug addict and they pull their shades down. They lock their doors, you know? And the thing is, is the more there are other big, huge issues going on, the more I think sometimes people make it a choice, right? They go, I have all these problems. I have all these concerns in my life. Why, why am I going to be okay with an ambulance going and narcanning the same person multiple times, right? Because that's what happens. It's, I don't know if it, I don't want to say it's human nature because it seems really harsh, but it, it's almost human nature that people are going to worry about what what affects them most at this moment, 
and they like to put them in categories. And the truth of the matter is you said something very important earlier, and that is, is that in 2017, like everybody was talking about it. The thing is, is everybody now has somebody that they love, somebody in their family, somebody at work, somebody in their social circle that has an addiction problem. It is very, very mainstream, but yeah, people want to categorize the difficulties. They want to make a list and, and we'll continue to get pushed to the bottom of the list unless it's somebody that it's their child or, or their loved one, their husband, their wife, their grandchild. For them, it's still important, but for, for the rest of it, we'll get pushed off the list. And um, I mean, we're living in some, we're living in some pretty dark times, you know, darkest I can remember. Um, so I need to try to keep it as simple as I can and I need to be as active as I can, right? I, this is my fourth interview today talking about this, this, this subject matter, right? And it was the reason I wrote the book because I spent so much time trying to talk to people about stigma, right? About the way we feel about each other, the way we treat each other, the way we take care of each other, right? And, 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 and the way we really need to stop judging each other, right? And just try to care for each other, right? Um, when you are driving down the street and you see people struggling with addiction out there in the street, instead of looking at them and saying, oh, look at that addict or look at that some negative thing, right? That's somebody's child. That's somebody's sibling. That's somebody's husband or wife. That's somebody's dad or mom, right? They're they're, they're, in, they're in very, it's a very, very difficult circumstance. It's a very difficult situation. And, and it's a real illness. And we need to look at it that way and, and, and stop judging people. Jim, I thank you very much for your time. Uh, it's Jim Wahlberg. The book is The Big Hustle. And I, uh, I appreciate very much your message today. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. And thank you for covering the story. I, I mean, the more we talk about it, the more we're out there and the more it's mainstream like this. Uh, the more we chip away at that stigma. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.